Welcome back to the Trox Tierney EdTech Podcast, Episode 9. Today we're going to be talking about interactive flat panels, and I have two special guests joining me today. I have instructional specialists and coaches, Nikki Acevedo and Gina Keenan. Thanks for joining me today, ladies. Thanks for the invite, Derek. Super excited to be here with you. Thanks, Derek. You're very welcome. Uh, we get to talk about interactive flat panels, which full disclosure is probably one of the is is one of the more popular product categories that that we um, deal with in ed tech, uh, certainly in this this time for the last a couple of years at least and and going forward it's been one of the top technologies that schools have integrated um, and, and i think will continue for for the foreseeable future so um, what i'd like to do is just you know gina and nikki are being instructional coaches they are dealing with this day-to-day -day. they're they're introducing this technology into classrooms to teachers and um, technical staff and helping to incorporate this the right way and and aligning curriculum with the technology and so these guys are the subject matter experts so i thought i would get their opinion on a couple of different solutions within interactive flat panels the top two brands that we see uh, schools adopting are smart technologies and Clever Touch. So we're gonna talk about those two different solutions today. We're gonna to talk about some of the differences, but there's some commonalities as well. And then we'll get general and talk a little bit about um, common mistakes maybe when looking at interactive flat panels for, for your classroom, uh, what some of the, the things that you wanna make sure you are doing and some of the best takeaways, the ways that schools are using these that you might not um, think about that might not be so straightforward, um, you know, that, that, that um, you know, you can take away as a perhaps an idea for your school or classroom or you're adopting. So let's get into it. And Gina, let's start with you. Um, Gina, if you wouldn't mind focusing on Clever Touch um, to start with here, let's just say, the, what is the number one reason that schools would choose Clever Touch in your experience so far, working with many different districts and schools across the country? Yeah, so with Clever Touch, you know, there's a lot of great features, but really narrowing down um, the number one reason I think uh, Clever Touch is a good option is because it's just easy to use. So it has an Android interface, so it's called the Lux menu, and they have a quick launch menu on both sides of the board that just allows you to easily open your teaching tools just right from there. You don't have to go into multiple menus, things like that. It's a very clean design, easy to use. And then uh, we really find that the touch and interactivity on the Clever Touch board is really smooth and mirrors kind of that experience of writing on a whiteboard that a teacher might be used to. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point, the last one that you brought up, because one of the, I know broadly, one of the things that we find is uh, schools and districts evaluating different uh, interactive flat panels is that the touch experience is definitely not the same among different brands and you it, it, on paper it is they might say that there are this many um, has this many touch points you know you can write and annotate this way but when you actually go to do it there there are very different technologies that are used in order to carry that out and that's something that's difficult to assess unless you actually try one out so I'm glad you called that out and I know that's a big uh, strength of clever touch Nikki, for you, um, if I could ask you to, to talk about SMART, same question. What do you think is the number one reason that schools would choose SMART for their interactive flat panels? 
Yeah, and I think the answer to that, I mean, there are lots of answers to that, but one of the big reasons why choose, schools are choosing SMART is because they're familiar with SMART. It's in fact the name. And so, you know, SMART has been around for over 30 years and their sweet spot is education solutions. Um, in addition to that, their motto is all about empowering teachers and students to engage and collaborate. And when you're on an interactive flat panel, especially in looking at the main interface, you're able to customize that the way that you want to allow for that engagement and collaboration piece, like with the whiteboard, which is something that we'll talk about, I'm sure, as we jump into this further. Um, but in addition to that, SMART has the software component. And so in doing some research and learning about SMART, I've learned that it's the world's most popular collaborative learning software. And the entire suite itself goes back to the motto that SMART has, which is all about learning, engaging, and collaborating with teachers and students. So I think its name is a really big reason why, why schools are interested in what SMART has to offer. Excellent. You're right. There's a lot of legacy there and experience that goes back. Uh, there's something to be said about companies who have who have done this type of technology and software for many generations across different technologies. So thank you for that. Um, we're going to talk more about how some of the unique things to each brand. But for the next question, I just wanted to get general for a second. And I'll start with you, Gina. When it comes to just interactive flat panels in general, what things do schools want to make sure they avoid? So maybe, you know, you guys have dealt with many, many different classrooms and schools and districts, again, hundreds or, th or thousands. What are some things you want to make sure you, you avoid when you're adopting interactive flat panel technology? Yeah, I think, you know, when going into trainings for Clever Touch, or not just Clever Touch, for um, all interactive flat panels, um, the number one thing I see is there hasn't been um, thoughtful integration uh, with the network. So looking at the network infrastructure and asking, you know, themselves is the network, can it support this many devices? Because each of these interactive flat panels, unlike the old types of smart boards or TVs, these are all, you know, on the network. And so we often see uh, the network getting very overloaded and it doesn't support, you know, the browsers then run slowly, the interactive tools run slowly, which causes a lot of frustration for teachers that are actually trying to use the devices day in and day out. So that's a huge one for me. Um, I also think that pushing out these devices without professional development is another um, big pitfall or not even giving enough time to professional development. You know, an hour long session isn't the type of time that it, it you can't successfully learn a new tool in that time. So really making sure that schools, you know, allocate time to be able to um, allow teachers to learn that new tool. Um, and then the last thing that I've really seen is many of these panels do allow for a wireless connection. So um, admins will structure the classroom in a way that the you know, board will be mounted on one side of the classroom and the computer will be on the other side with the understanding that they can connect over the network. But what we really like to see is being able to hardwire devices. So, you know, organizing, you know, designing the classroom in a way that's conducive, that the devices are near the board, that cords connect, things like that. So those are just a few things that that I know are really important when we go out to buildings. Excellent. Um, Nikki, same question for you. What what yeah. things do, would schools want to avoid when, or maybe what do they want to do right when, when adopting interactive flat panel technology? 
One thing that I would add to all the things that Gina has already mentioned is just listening to teachers' needs, because I have found that across grade levels, teachers are asking for different things in a flat panel, whether it be that the flat panel is being mounted um, to the back of the board and is stationary, or if a teacher needs to use it for stations, so therefore that panel needs to be on wheels so they can cart it around the room. But just talking to your teachers and understanding what it is they need and want from their panel in order for them to successfully use it in the classroom is definitely something um, that I would recommend to schools. Excellent. Um, let's talk a little bit more, dive into some of the unique features. So Gina for Clever Touch, uh, what are, can you expand? You, you talked about early, you know, or the ease of use early on and mentioned um, a little bit uh, about the apps and things, but can you, can you expound on that and talk about some of the unique features that Clever Touch has? Yeah, so I I think that Clever Touch has a lot of great pieces that make it a great board, but um, a few of the things that I kind of teased out are that um, they their stylists are very comfortable. They call it a super comfort stylus. So like I mentioned, it really feels like you're writing with a pen as opposed to having kind of a clunky, you know, uh, pen in your hand. Um, they do have what's called the Clever Store, and the Clever Store is a built-in um, library of apps that you can download. They're all for education. They're tested by the team to make sure that there's no advertisements, there's no in-app purchases, there's no inappropriate content, and really that's a great place for teachers to go to to add value to their board. Um, and you know that really helps you to customize the board to fit your needs, whether you're a pre-K teacher or eighth grade teacher or anything in between. Um, another thing that's great about CleverTouch is they do offer different browser options. So depending on what software you use, what kind of educational websites, certain browsers work better for certain things. And so being able to toggle between um, you know, the Android browser or the Chrome browser or even a browser that might support Flash is really important. Um, a couple other things that I love is you can split the screen. Um, I talked about that on another podcast, but you can split two applications on the screen. And they also have a unique um, floating annotation toolbar that allows you to do a lot of, um, you know, interactive things with your content on the board. Um, and then the last two things that I'll mention, I know this is kind of a long list, but no, this um, is great. Yeah, they do have free software, and so there's no subscription required. Um, they have Lynx Whiteboard, which is a lesson planning software um, that's really great for creating content or having um, another whiteboard option on the board. And then lastly, um, Clever Touch does have something called Clever Message, which allows your panel to become a tool for morning announcements, alerts like fire alarms, and also um, turning it into like a digital signage panel. Excellent. Lots of lots of different opportunities and functions. Um, Nikki, over to you for the same question uh, about smart. What what unique features or maybe most popular features does do you want to call out for smart? Yeah, so with smart on your home screen, you're able to personalize that home screen when you sign in, which a lot of teachers tell me they really appreciate because with that they can do things like customize their wallpaper, they can add tiles and also arrange those tiles how they see fit on that home screen. They can also pin 
um, bookmarks or what SMART likes to call apps from the app library. And in addition to that, just mentioning that app library, you can also find websites and use those URLs to create your own bookmark to then put onto the main interface, which just really allows for easy accessibility. Um, in addition to all of that, once you are done using your whiteboard for the day and you have all of your files out on that main interface, there is just one click of a button in the bottom corner that you can choose to clean your board, which allows you then to start off with a fresh board the next day. Um, Smart also has Smart Ink, which is a really great feature. So the Smart Ink software allows you when you are on the web browser to navigate away from that browser, but any markings that you had on that site will stay right where they are. And then in addition to that, you can use that for PDFs, Microsoft Office files, and also Google files as well. So there's a lot of different file types that you can use to mark up when you're using that SmartKink software. Um, I feel like I would not be doing smart justice if I didn't talk about the fact that they do have a software solution, which is the smart learning suite. And that suite consists of smart notebook, smart lab, which is their gamification app, um, smart exchange, which is a site where teachers can go to exchange ideas and or um, take the content that they've created to add for teachers to be able to use. And then there's also Smart Learning Suite Online, which is their web-based tool that allows teachers to create interactive lessons and activities and also assessments too. Um, and the last thing that I would want to point out as a key feature, which doesn't necessarily have to do with the interactive flat panel, but because SMART has been around for so long, the support documents that they have available online to help teachers and IT administrators uh, with the product is pretty, like there's, there's a lot of great information there, an abundance of information for that kind of support. Excellent. So yeah, definitely have, have with, with more higher numbers and more adoption, you know, they've been able to flesh out more of those how-tos and troubleshooting, et cetera. So good, good point. Um, thank you both. Let's close out with a question about, um, are there any, and Gina, back to you, are there any, um, can you describe some, some of the best ways you're seeing schools use interactive flat panels? So obviously, inking an annotation on a base level is pretty self-evident, but can you go a little bit deeper or maybe talk about some of the specific use cases you're seeing? Yeah, so when I talk to teachers, especially when I go into professional developments um, that they've been using their board for a while, um, the thing I hear the most about the Clever Touch board is using it for math. Math teachers just absolutely love the tools that are built in in order to um, you know, demonstrate learning for students. And um, being able to export, um, you know, their, like you mentioned, the annotating and whiteboarding, but being able to export those out, especially in a remote learning environment, to be able to send those notes to the cloud, so to your Google account or your Microsoft account, and put those in your learning management system for students to access later. I think that's a really powerful piece um, that teachers are able to do. So to not only demonstrate their thinking and record their thinking, but be able to save it and give it to students um, after the fact, I think is really powerful. And then um, just to kind of expand on that, um, tons of educators are using Zoom right on the panel in order to be able to present to both in-class um, learners and learners at home 
um, using the tools on the whiteboard and sharing the screen from the Clever Touch board. So that's a lot of how teachers are using it. And then I will say that the student side of things, um, I've seen the board used as a learning station, um, grabbing those applications from the Clever Store, splitting the screen and letting students actually come up and be responsible for their learning using that board as a tool. And like Nikki mentioned, being able to maybe move it around the room on a cart or have um, you know students have different options on that board. And then the last thing I wanna mention about the Clever Touch is that they have a really cool option of, um, for younger learners, you can take the board and actually tilt the board into a tabletop and use um, the accompanying Snowflake software to kind of divide the board into zones. And I've seen some really fun interaction at schools um, using that kind of tabletop to, to gamify learning in that way. So those would really be my, my top ideas. Great, some really good, good, good examples in there. Thank you, Gina. Um, Nikki, um, back to you. Any, uh, any, we want to mention some of the different ways, unique ways you're seeing schools uh, use interactive flat panels? Yeah, so going back to that motto that SMART has, that they're empowering teachers to learn, engage, and collaborate, one thing that I feel like the, the interactive flat panel does really well is that there are a lot of pieces that allow the teachers accessibility and engagement. And so the whiteboard specifically, um, and if teachers are familiar with Smart Learning Suite Online, a lot of those key features with Smart Learning Suite Online, that software, you're finding now in the whiteboard. So teachers don't necessarily have to log into their Smart Learning Suite Online account. They can go to whiteboard and on the fly, they could open up and create a shouted out activity, which is a way that students can brainstorm. You're giving all of your students a voice to be able to hear their thoughts. Um, and it's just a really cool way to get that engagement piece going with your students. In addition to shouted out, there are ready-made graphic organizers where teachers can drop and drag those graphic organizers onto the screen to be able to fill them out with students, whether that's happening whole group or in small groups. And then the last thing I just want to point out that I really love about the whiteboard feature and talking about accessibility engagement are the widgets that are available. So when trying to teach students about classroom management, teachers can pull out timers. When talking about probability, there is a dice that teachers can use. There are spinners, measuring tools. So just being able to give teachers as much, as many resources and materials as possible in that whiteboard. Um, and looking at the student side, I've talked a little bit about Smart Learning Suite Online, but in regards to the interactive flat panel, you know, we hear so often that one of the best ways to provide learning to students is by giving immediate feedback. And SMART offers that in that if students are on the same network as the board, they're able to share their screens to the board and teachers can see their content, provide accolades, feedback. Um, in addition to that, SMART does have a 20 point touch. So when students are going up to the board, you can have multiple students at the board working at the same time and whether they're writing or moving or erasing, they don't necessarily have to stop what they're doing to click on a feature in order to get the eraser per se. They can be writing. They don't need to click on anything to erase. So in terms of like learning and having to stop that learning, there really isn't much of that um, when students are up at the board because of those 20 points of touch and the object awareness that comes with writing and racing. Wonderful, thank you both. Um, on behalf of the rest of the 
Trox and Tyranny staff. I want to thank Gina Keenan and Nikki Acevedo for joining the podcast today. Wonderful job. Thank you for bringing the knowledge. And um, on behalf of uh, the Trox Tyranny staff to the audience listening, thank you for tuning in. The podcast is doing wonderful. I hope it's a good resource for people to pick up some knowledge about different ed tech tools. If you have any questions about anything we've talked about, be sure to reach out at any time. Again, uh, more more um, links will be in the description about each of the technologies we talk about. So um, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. <laughs>